0: the saturday friends club hey saturday friends how's it going it's 101th episode 100,
1: big 101
0: yeah where's your...
2: the dalmatians
0: i know really we we missed out actually doing 101 <laughs> dalmatians on this one mm.
2: yeah but then we'd have to decide which one
1: i kind of i kind of wanted to extend our rule of just let's just like not bother with like disney disney
2: well, too bad, because <laughs> yeah. this episode is a Disney
0: movie. Yeah, but
1: not, not, one, not 101 Dalmatians. Like, I don't think anyone has seen this movie. I mean... I actually... Whoa. Wow, we are getting so ahead of
0: ourselves. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, we've got Sabrina here. Hello. And Eric's here. I'm not Josh. We're, yeah, that is correct. Uh, we're the Saturday that Friends Club. would
2: be Club. weird if you were Josh.
0: <laughs> it would be, especially since you married to me, so you would then be married to him?
2: Um, let's not get into polygamy right now, please.
0: Yeah, we we don't want to offend our Mormon listeners. <laughs> or maybe just would that offend them or engage them? Well, I don't know.
2: I I don't think it would work I because think... Mormons believe in one man marrying multiple women, not the other way around. It's
1: BS that it doesn't go the other way. I, don't, no, I also don't It's
2: always like that. I also
1: don't think it's it's terribly mainstream at all in the What r- this podcast? Well, I agree. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> Self burns are the
0: best burns. As,
1: as much as I would, as, as I would like to dunk on Mormonism for being just like an awful like, like all the other stuff about it, like I, I'm pretty sure that the the thing about like polygamy is like,
2: oh yeah, it's very small. It's a small. Yeah, it's like numbers. a couple.
1: It's a couple crazies. Yeah.
0: yeah, like the 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 polygamy aspect is just and, like,
1: and not like, and and and, and crazy, unlike unlike the. Vast majority. That's the the church that seems to spend most of its time trying to fight stuff like gay marriage.
0: Yeah, it's it's the 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 scale of things that annoy me about the Mormons. It's primarily the homosexuality, like the homophobia, and the uh, you know the the weird sex with kids. Hi, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. Uh, We can uh, we're here. Salt Lake City is now checked out of this podcast. (laughs) Looks like Utah just fell off the map. How weird. Uh, We are your nostalgia podcast for talking about stuff that we've seen before and telling you what we feel about it.
1: Yep. Yep. And, okay- and like occasionally segueing into the t- topics.
0: But yeah, we, we we had a real heady uh, pre-show, so I think that's leaking into the intro. We but
1: we, sh- well, we shook out the sillies. We're ready to go. Yep, ready uh, to talk about this like movie? Well, question mark.
0: Let's go ahead and and I want to state for this that uh, what we've got this week is mm. another fan favorite uh, collection. Oh yeah. yeah so good. we reached out to our Patreon friends, uh, the ones over in our Discord room, and we said, you know what? 100 episodes. Thank you guys for being with us. Uh, so what we're going to do is we are going to go ahead and ask you what is your most important pieces. What are things that you want us to cover? Uh, what, did, what was instrumental in your upbringing so that we can watch it and go, oh, now we understand so much more. More than we
1: ever possibly imagined.
0: So we actually do have three uh, three things that we are going to cover today. We're going to cover Return to Oz. We're going to cover Rookie of the Year. And we are going to cover Richie Rich in these next three episodes Oof. of Fan Favorites. You don't have to go ahead and
1: bury the lead there, Eric. No, no, I don't. <laughs> well, well, we'll take each in turn. Yes.
0: Uh, but, uh, yeah, we will be doing uh, today's selection done by one of our f- best friends, and I forget if we've ever actually had Nicole on the show. I don't no. think we I don't think we've had her on this one. No, she was on the other show. Yes, the one that is lost to time. At the one that, that I don't, shall not I don't be know, named. I don't know what you're talking about, Josh.
2: <laughs> the one that shall not be named. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ugh, I'm out.
1: Hold on, let me you're hit. You are welcome. Let me we're, hit... it, we're, we're referring, of course, to our our like dressage and like uh, attack enthusiast podcast. <laughs> yes. I almost would listen to that. That sounds pretty fun. <laughs>
0: I've been watching like YouTube videos about like actual armor classes of medieval
1: periods, and people going like,
0: "Leather armor is such
1: bullshit." Well, tack tack is just like the is like the saddle and all the, like the, ah, the horse accoutrement
2: so pretty because they they actually have show horses and they'll they have categories where. They'll rate them based on how they're dressed and stuff
1: yeah, like that. Who, who wore it better?
2: It's so it's so cute. They braid their hair. It's they're so pretty,
1: pretty ponies. I thought ah. we were. I thought I thought we were. Ah. It's like I Miss
0: America like, for horses.
2: I still like horses. I don't care. Yeah, I they're... was into horses before that was a thing. So I well. can't
0: wait for the Saturday Friend out of context uh, clip. <laughs> yeah. to... I've been out of, into horses for years. <laughs> yeah, then. It's... <laughs> can't wait for that super cut to come across My right. little pony. <laughs> no no it's, so anyway we got a hundred episodes well, we, we,
1: we are here for our fans and to talk about their selections yes yeah, so uh, let's and, and, go ahead
0: uh, let's talk about Nicole's selection uh, which Nicole has given us this week return to Oz so Ooh. let me go ahead and read this from our good friend Nicole hmm Okay, so I chose Return to Oz. I'll admit, I haven't seen the movie in years, but I thought, one, some other people may have to see it. Two, it's based on a book, and you know no library person, so that makes sense. Three.
2: She means you know that I'm a library person.
0: I'm, I'm
1: reading it verbatim.
2: I know, but I'm just letting you know that's what she means. I know. She's a librarian. Oh, but then there's
1: people listening to us. We need some context. They I know.
2: a librarian, and she's amazing. Three. I love
0: you, Nicole. We, we love you, Nicole. <laughs> Three, while I saw some of the movies that were popular and talked about, Hello Lion King, Independence Day, Men in Black, etc., I feel there are many other movies I saw were what I would call be side movies. I actually love that you guys covered the Enchanted Journey, as that mm-hmm. is one of the movies I remembered and have never heard anyone talk to before. Yeah, that was our uh, Heather Breckle yeah. episode. That was a good one. Uh, four, I chose Return to Oz because it is, frankly, a little terrifying. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I remember being really scared by some of the characters and events in the film, but I think it was scary in a good way. I think there's a lot of things to talk about, so I hope it is an enjoyable experience. And to which I replied, watched Return to Oz last night, and I have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So, yeah. Uh, uh... Has anyone seen Return to Oz beyond this point? Nope.
2: I didn't think I had until we got to the scene where we found TikTok and it all came coming back. Because I don't think I saw the whole thing front to back. I think I was just scrolling through the TV, scrolling through the TV like it's a fucking computer. Flipping,
0: flipping <laughs> yeah, the yeah, here you are just like swiping.
2: <laughs> flipping through the channels, whatever. And I think it was just something I started watching right when it had already started. So um, that's why I didn't think I remembered seeing it. And I probably didn't even know what it was called. But yeah, I definitely have seen this movie before. I just, I did not remember it until we started watching it again.
1: I I was, I yeah, I, I, I had not seen it before, but I am happy to see another addition to the, like, the uh, never-ending story, Willow, Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, like, extended cinematic I universe. I
0: love...
1: What I is love. that noise? What is that noise coming what, out yeah, of Yeah, what, what is happening right now?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, I have opinions, but at the same time, it, it just, just the look. Just the look. It's just... Oh, I just love that 80s... Fantasy
0: look, that dark but like garbage fantasy Uh, look to it, where it's just like practical effects done on a five dollar budget.
1: It's like it's Uh, really in the same way that like the Star Wars prequels are heavy on special effects. uh, This movie is heavy on practical effects, and yeah, and it just again, I I watched this movie like like are these movies all in the same like set in the same place?
2: I don't know. There's just something about practical I think, effects i that think just...
1: especially when she's walking around the room like the like the crystal ballroom and the room full of all the artifacts like it's just david bowie's gonna come like twirling <laughs> into the scene any second
0: i think the moment for me we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to it but there was a certain moment where i was just like oh no it's gonna be one of those <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Five seconds into the movie? No, no. I, I think it was more when the wheeler showed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, movie. All right. We decided you... to make this turn. This,
2: yeah, this, this, that decision was, hmm, mm. <laughs> All,
1: All right. Oh, Yeah. Okay, we'll tell you. Uh, I assume, Eric, you had never seen it? Nope. As I said, I've never seen this before. And, and, I, and I was like, whoa.
0: Choices were made. <laughs> yes. Um, and, yes, I had never seen it before. And uh, this is the... the sequel not sequel they don't want to call it a sequel but they obviously made it semi a sequel to the original this is wizard so of oz this is so weird no so so they didn't make it a sequel they didn't they they
2: it's not a true sequel to the original wizard of oz with judy garland even this, though it has
0: the ruby slippers
2: that's the only thing the rest of it was definitely supposed to be based off of the original books.
0: Yeah, the t- two of the two of the Oz books.
2: Yeah, but you can definitely tell just because not only is Dorothy that the right age, like she obviously the girl that plays her is close to the right age, but you can also tell by looking at the design of the original characters from the the original Wizard of Oz book. They definitely pulled those from the original illustrations.
1: I I looked it up, too, and they they all look exactly like the original illustrations. Yeah,
2: the only thing that they took from the Wizard of Oz movie with Judy Garland is the ruby slippers. (laughs) They
1: paid for it. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Because, okay, the reason... Okay. Well, well, we'll, bo- sh-
0: well, should we get into this? Ah! I got, okay. Go ahead. Go ah! ahead. And, go ahead and finish this thought. I
2: need to say something. So, do it. Finish
0: your thought. Finish your okay. thought, and then in, we'll get into the actual thing.
2: In the actual book, they are not ruby slippers; they are silver slippers. The reason the they went with ruby slippers in the original Wizard of Oz movie is because it popped more. So that's the. So they are supposed to be silver. If you read the books, but. For a movie, especially one where they were for the first time doing color, they went with ruby because it popped more, and so that was the only thing they took from the actual movie, as far as that I'm aware, based on what I remember about the original movie.
1: And I'm I'm sure that when they were like they were like like yeah we have to we have to have the ruby slippers because if we bring out silver slippers, the audience is gonna be like that's bullshit. And I'm sure way more people have seen the movie than had read the books. I mean... Especially in, like, 85 when this movie was made.
2: I mean, I called bullshit at first when I saw the characters when I first watched it. But then, now that I'm older and I know more about the history of the original book, I I understand where they were going. But as a kid, when you see it, it's kind of weird because I watched the original Wizard of Oz movie, movie so many times and to see that weird really cartoony design of the tin man <laughs> and the scarecrow and the lion was a little jarring since i was not familiar with the books at that time
1: yeah well i mean like the the was the movie was really was at, that was the gritty reboot of the original and this is like a more of a a more like accurate rendition.
0: Well, now what we need is obviously like the anime Avatar: The Last Airbender yes. version of you know the Wizard of Oz, to which it, we can go through all of the versions.
2: It might exist already. I would be surprised if they hadn't done it.
1: I'll have to, I'll have to look. That'll be a fun research Just, while there we're are talking about. So this.
2: many renditions of Wizard of
1: Oz. This yes. does seem like something that would be an anime. I I, I, I would agree with Sabrina on that one.
2: I mean. Do we remember that Michael Jackson was in a version of The Wizard of Oz?
1: Oz?
0: I believe it was Oz.
2: I don't remember what well, it was We'll,
0: we'll look. There, there's plenty of Oz. There's a lot of Oz. There's a lot. How about we get into it? How about we talk about uh, Dorothy returning to the land of Oz? Let's talk about deserts that will murder people if they step on it. Let's talk about a uh, a giant couch that has a big moosey head. Uh, let's talk about a wardrobe full of heads. Uh, let's talk about a giant stone king. Uh, let's talk about an entire room full of knickknacks. Uh, let's talk about a lady in a mirror. How about... I gotta hit this button over here to make sure. Let's go ahead and talk about... Return to Oz. Return to Oz is a 1985 fantasy film directed and written by Walter Mulch. Merch. Merch. Better than Mulch. Co-written by Gil Dennis and produced by Paul Mansley. It stars Nicole Williamson, Jean Jean Marsh, Piper Lorraine, and Feruza Balk as Dorothy Gale in her first screen role. The film is an unofficial sequel to the 19. Thirty-nine Metro Goldwyn Mayer film, *The Wizard of Oz*, and is based on L. Frank Baum's Oz novels, mainly *The mar- Marvelous Land of Oz* and *Ozma of Oz*. Good God, the people who care about the Ozverse make sure that these oh, Wikipedia Oz- pages are yeah, full.
1: Aussies get on this. <laughs> Ozheads. Oh man. Um <laughs> uh, in the <laughs> plot,
0: Dorothy returns to the land of Oz to find it has been overthrown by the villainous gnome king and must restore it with her new friends TikTok, Jack Pumpkinhead, and Princess Ozma.
1: Yeah, this is truly the Avengers of the Oz like cinematic universe.
0: Who's who is the Iron Man in this one? Is it well, the Pumpkinhead? Uh
2: no, I think No, that's TikTok.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I thought TikTok would be our Hulk.
2: Maybe. Wait, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> what are you talk What are we talking about really? We're talking about return to Oz and this movie <laughs> being really weird and fucked
0: up. So the the basis of why this is happening is that basically in 1954 Walt Disney Productions actually bought the film rights to Brahms' remaining Oz books to use for a television series Disneyland and this read to, led to the live action film Rainbow Road to Oz which was never completed. Uh, Merch suggested making another Oz film in 1980, and Disney approved it because they were about to lose the film rights.
1: <clears throat>
0: so it was one of those. Oh, ba- basically, one of the things was they were going like, "Okay, guys, we need a pitch meeting for some more movies. What do we want? What stories haven't are still out there that still need to be said?" And he essentially said like, "I don't know. What if we did more Oz?" And the people in the room went.
1: Shit. Yeah, yes. Turn, yeah, I did we did some research. It turns out there's like 34 Oz books like written by the original guy. I am sure while it's on... like the
0: wheel of time of Oz. Yes,
1: it is exactly... <laughs> yeah, this is the struggle between like Order and Chaos, uh, the Dragon Reborn. Yeah, I know. It's um it's gonna be like we had a lot of movies we could make out of this, and they chose to make this. Well they essentially did the great sin of taking two books, smishing them together, mm. and going like
0: Hmm, we can't really make this. <laughs> also, it didn't help that, like... Basically, they had the director for like a week, and then immediately the studio went, you know, this might have been a bad idea, and fired him. And it took George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and a few other friends to say, "No, let him do them Let him co- let him create it." And then this is what we got. Yeah,
1: those two are always like popping in the background of these movies that we do, and I don't necessarily like it. You, <laughs> you think that they're just kind of like sneaking in
0: the back door, they, like both of them are. There just, was
1: another movie we did that they were some they somehow basically just dropped into the stu- which one was that
0: i'm not sure
1: this happened they would like they would just like they were like hanging out the studio and they would just like in it would just like drop by other movies and then get their like like sausagey fingers in the middle of it do you think like
0: george lucas just wedding crashes his way through movies? i think
1: i think that's legitimately <laughs> what happened
0: like he's just, he's just like going around well, just
1: going well. like, oh hey you're uh, you're making a, a movie i see oh. Well, I got my friend Steven Spielberg here, and we we think we have some ideas for your movie. Have
0: you ever thought about making it part of the
1: Holocaust? <laughs> uh...
0: Quiet, Steven. Quiet. Go away. Yeah.
1: The <laughs> like, uh, yeah. This is the the fact that they got their fingers on this, and like, does not surprise me. Uh, it, I don't think the. I don't feel like it. It affected the movie, and it, like, I mean, it sounds like the only the only way the movie got made.
0: Well, basically, they had it was kind of serendipitous. They had the rights; they kind of wanted to hold on to the rights. Yeah. So, by being by creating the movie, they could do such. But basically, like it fulfilled the purpose of actually holding on to uh, holding on to the rights, so Disney still has it. But basically, um, they didn't entirely have a lot of confidence in the project whatsoever. So, you know. Hey, it had a budget of twenty eight million. Hey, box office of eleven million. Yeah. Because they essentially Oof. just went like,
1: mm.
0: oh, hey, let's just put this in a few theaters and make it real quiet that we produce this. Right. Cause this is a, a sharp departure from uh from Disney movies. But I mean it's like their li- it's their live action movies, which, you know, if you think about the top like of that era Disney live action movies, what, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Mm.
2: Chitty Chitty Bang. Bang Bang was that from was the like,
1: 60s, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that's earlier.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, like the live action of, like, I'm trying to think of stuff that is before the 90s that is live action. Let's not even get into Disney modern live action. I mean, uh,
2: Mary was, Poppins. Yeah, a good one. That's also ancient. Well, he's saying anything before oh, these okay.
1: was was uh, was the Swiss Family Robinson a Disney movie?
2: Uh, I don't know.
1: Anyway, it's not important. This this movie like. Is yeah is interesting in that like it's it, it caught they caught the same like fever that like we were saying every other like dark eighties fantasy had mm-hmm. they all like looked, I feel like you could intercut all of them into like a different movie. There were some straight up like crawl moments in this movie.
0: Okay, let me give you some of the nineteen uh, eighties live action Disney movies here. Uh, Midnight Madness. Nope. I don't know what that is. Uh, Last Flight of Noah's Ark. Nope. What? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Uh, Herbie goes Bananas. Also pass. Uh, Popeye.
2: I never, I know about uh, it, but I never saw it. I know. That's like. Or I probably did see it. I just don't remember, to be
0: honest. That actually is one that I mean to see because it's just like the entire craziness of Robin Williams as Popeye. Oh, dear God. Uh, the Devil and Max Devlin. Nice Amy, Dragon Slayer, Condor Man, Disney, what are you doing? Dude, what? what? I've never heard of any of these movies. Tron was in 82. Okay. Tron. So oh, Tron. Wait. Flight
2: of the Navigator. That one oh. I definitely watched.
0: Oh, God. I had we that
2: watch- on VHS.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. I need to watch Flight of the Navigator again. Honey, there's I. Sh-
2: a great, so, there's a great segment where they listen to Beach
0: Boys. Yeah. And then 89, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Hmm.
2: So. Oh, that was Disney? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Oh. So
2: dragon slayer that sounds like something i should have seen that's a live action movie <laughs> why was i not
1: told about this dragon movie <laughs> let's
0: stop this podcast now and watch the dragon i thing. must
2: see all the dragon movies
0: man i saw dragon heart recently what was that movie in the 90s which was like dragons return to the modern day and like they were fighting dragons with tanks and <gasps>
1: oh Reign of fire yes i believe that's, it's Reign oh, of fire
2: that was a good movie
0: Mm.
2: I remember I remember
0: liking it. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
2: I have not seen it recently, guys. I am just saying by memory, I thought it was a good movie. I
0: think the Sabrina is just like all the rest of the film, like a dragon shows up and she's just like the best film, the best film, the best film. Blacks out for fifteen minutes, a oh, dragon should, shows up. You,
1: have you have you watched Dragon like Dragonheart?
2: Yeah, that was my favorite movie when I was a kid. Man, I always cried at the end.
1: I, was, I like the.
2: I mean, Sean Connery was the voice of fucking dragons. Yeah, he... She's
0: getting really sad right now. Don't guys. tell
2: me it's a bad movie. Um, Eric, <laughs> it has Sean Connery.
0: Him and uh, who so what? That? He smacks a woman.
2: No. <laughs> he he sacrifices himself. <laughs> It's a beautiful moment. I keep, I keep. And then he goes up into the stars and he's in the <laughs> constellation Draco, and
1: it's amazing. I keep work at work. <laughs> oh my god. He sacrificed himself. It yeah, was beautiful. Who was was that? Was that uh uh? It was Dennis Quaid was the main guy? Him and was him it? And, was it? Oh god. Him and Dra- him and Dragon Connery, they had like a, some, they had some like steamy on camera like chemistry. It was, I mean, it was happening, guys.
2: They had a connection. Yeah, they did. The only things I don't agree with were the Dragonheart like, sequels. Those ones can all just drown. Dennis Quaid, yep. Wow, Dennis- that was Dennis
1: oh, Quaid? Oh, and uh, and David Thewlis as the constantly like smirking big bad guy. He's like a permanent duck face in the 90s. Yeah. Huh.
2: See, that's weird. I remember that Sean Connery was the voice because I grew up watching a lot of Bond movies, so I definitely knew who Sean Connery was when I was a kid, but I don't ever...
1: I'm going to be a sexy dragon in this movie. Oh. <sighs> I don't even have to do anything. I'll just be in the studio booth.
2: His his voice is so good. I love his voice. Well, also I what, he was also in Highlander, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up watching a lot of shit with Sean Connery in it.
1: Yep. So Oz is a <laughs> We got we got sidetracked by fantasy dragons. and dragons. Dragons. It
0: feels like that we're like attempting to go and find other movies to like sandbag on top of this I movie. I well,
1: I have the least I have the least negative things to say about this movie, especially for today's selection. So, so let's go ahead and run down the
0: plot for you. So, <laughs> should should we go through I'm just going to say some things to remind you about Oz just in case you don't know. Uh Yellow Brick Road Uh scarecrows, lions, tin man. Dark side of the moon. Uh okay. Um, (laughs) lions
2: and tigers and bears. Oh my. Uh
0: you've got uh, you know, your basic uh the the wizard, uh you've got witches, you've got uh fly monkey things, and and then there's returning to Kansas and clicking together Ruby
1: slippers there. And then and then World War Two happened.
0: Yeah. Good times. Yep. So uh this is the not sequel sequel.
1: As we've stated,
2: supposedly it takes place. It starts off taking place about six months after the tornado happened. Right, is and, what they said in the
0: movie. And the year, I believe, it was nineteen like, or uh, was 18,
2: 18,
0: 98, I think because they said
2: or 99. yeah,
0: somewhere
1: around. I, I I did want to like. I, I enjoyed the the doctor like very purposely name dropping. Well, you know, in two months it will be the year nineteen hundred. <laughs> Like how we all talk about the time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's how we were like with the year two thousand, where we were just like, you know, everything's
1: going to go to hell in the you year two thousand. Computers are going to blow up in in two months. Well,
2: I think he was just trying to make a point that it's like the times are changing and they're becoming more modernized.
1: See now, what I my immediate thought? Well, well, we'll get to it, but.
2: Because he was showing off his fancy electro
1: machine. I want to talk about him and that whole scene.
0: All right, well, let's do this. In Kansas, 1899, as stated here, Dorothy Gale still talks of her adventure in the land of Oz, troubling her Aunt Em and Uncle Henry, who believe she's fantasizing. In her yard, she finds a key with an Oz signia.
1: I did want to say one, this is a really small point, but it made me laugh, was that opening scene when she's, like, lying awake in her bed, and there's, like, so much set light that it's, like super bright in a room and her aunt comes in with like an oil lamp and it does absolutely nothing and she's like why aren't you sleeping yeah maybe because there's like eight set lights on me right now it's just just in the middle of the night and it's like everything is totally visible
2: well the thing that kills me is like it's 1 a.m why are you still awake and it's like why are you still awake crazy woman yeah it's 1 a.m you have to be up in five hours
1: yeah, you you to me up in like three hours to go like you know go milk the goat or something whatever shear you the do. cows and milk the sheep or whatever yeah. these farmers do. <laughs> anyway, go
0: ahead. Uh, so in the yard, she uh, Dorothy finds a key with an Oz insignia, Aunt Em takes her to Doctor J B Worley for <laughs> electrotherapy.
1: I yeah, I, I want to talk. In fact, this is night. This is like leading up to nineteen hundred. Like this is the same era uh, as that show, The Nick. Which I've mentioned before, and which everyone should see because it's amazing. And like, this is totally like the kind of quack doctor that they would run into in that show. So like, I saw I saw that. And all I could think of from then on was like, oh, he's fu- him and that nurse are totally fucking. Like, Probably he is he is totally in, like injecting cocaine into his dick because <laughs> that is exactly like this. This is totally what's going on in the Nick. <laughs>
0: Well, and it's also the the like early 1900s where it's just like, hey, you know, if we put electricity in people, it causes them to bounce and shake. We must be made of electricity. Let's put electricity in people to fix them. Yeah,
1: you know, like people who have like a morphine addiction, you know, you know, cures you right up from that heroin. Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) God, I love some heroin after my morphine. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. No, that that make you right as rain. Total, so, again, well, again, watch the Nick. It's really good.
0: So Aunt Em takes her to see Doctor J. B. Worley for electrotherapy, leaving her under the care of Nurse Wilson, who obviously is not a bad character, is not evil. With a giant black flowing dress,
1: but she she kind of isn't. It's weird. Yeah,
2: no, that's what I was gonna say. Like they try to set her up like she's evil, but she doesn't actually do anything evil. The most evil thing she does is take away Dorothy's lunch pail. Other she, than she that. Should...
1: She's just helping this insane doctor.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll get to it when we get to that part, but yeah, there's some stuff that doesn't make sense about the real world in this movie.
1: And the, yeah, the very end, the resolution
0: is so weird. Uh, like, he died we, fire. We, well, I
2: yeah. will say...
0: Spoilers, damn.
2: I will say, that is one bitchin' dress. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would, to- like, if I had better shoulders, I would totally love Shoulder to wear pads. that dress. They're not going to help me, but okay.
1: Yeah, everyone, yeah that was a great reveal at the end like ah, that character you met earlier guys ah, he, he died in the fire. I
2: mean huh, all right. I know they had puffy sleeves back then but hers were pointy. Mm, they were so a, good. That's a
1: great outfit so you, you like to be seen like taking a hit of opium <laughs> like and like, then you go perform a surgery on someone. Aww. Yeah, her her
0: her shoulders were that were like nearly Warcraft level shoulders of just <laughs> well, like the spalders that just come
1: up again. If you if, if you watch the Nick, all the nurses are wearing those outfits like like white with a little cap. With the Aww. Big, and then and then yeah, then the things go downhill from there.
2: Oh. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as Dorothy is about to receive treatment, the asylum is struck by lightning and the power fails. Dorothy is freed from her restraints by a mysterious girl who tells her that Dr. Worley's machine damages the patients. They escape with Nurse Wilson in pursuit and fall into a river. Dorothy clamors aboard a chicken coop, but the other girl vanishes
1: yeah there's like a ghost girl um, I, I remember like did i miss something who is she and then she's just like there and
0: she's just present yeah all right there's a chi- there's so stuff with chickens is about to happen yeah
1: why like oh yeah don't do you recognize princess ozma like no no one's read this book in a hundred years insane movie uh so dorothy wakes up in
0: oz with her chicken Belina, Belina Belina, Belina, who can now talk of course. <laughs> I at, I, I, no, uh, they actually actually oh. real talk, not yeah.
2: Just... And she also oh, I kind of, I said kind of very talk. cartoony yes. chicken noises. Oh. <laughs> I,
1: I thought it was funny that they'd alternate between the chicken and then suddenly it's a puppet and then suddenly it's a, an animatronic. And it's like, it, it was that like,
2: that puppet though was pretty amazing. Oh, we'll talk
1: about the pump tree in this movie.
2: Yeah,
1: there was a lot of it. Yep. Uh okay, as
0: they find the Emerald City in ruins and its citizens, including the Tin Woodman and Cowardly Lion,
1: turn to stone i, I like well then the whole time there's like evil faces appearing the stones like watching her, oh God and, like, yeah, that was like <laughs> com- as like, I, I like whenever they cut back to the villain and he's like, "Sir, she's a, you know she's approached she's got a chicken like all right, take care of it, and like those were like really cool claymation sequences.
2: Yeah, some of the faces, the rock guy, like, made like, her funny well, though. I, I read
1: a tidbit; those were uh, those were rotoscoped. Like they photographed someone saying those lines, like all those facial expressions, and then sent those to the claymation guy and oh. like rotoscoped the, like a clay rotoscope. That's why they're so fluid. Wow! Like that's actually that's a really cool trick. I'd never even thought about that. And mm. that was one million dollars of their budget. I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah,
1: it' worth it. Um,
0: okay, so we well, is this, there anything we need to? We're at Oz we're at the Emerald City at this point. before to, we get to the point that everything changes. yeah, uh, she suddenly knows about this deadly desert, even though it's never been mentioned
1: time before. Well it can this, this is hitting on the Oz like Canon
2: yeah,' cause here here's the thing you did the, the,
1: the, it, yeah, I, for I'm a pretty
2: sure like if you watch the movie, yes, it was never mentioned. But I'm pretty sure at some point in the books it is mentioned because it's even mentioned in, in the Wicked books, which obviously aren't originally part of the series, but they're supposed to be used a lot from the original series as inspiration for that book.
0: Uh, Are we able to make official Oz fan fiction at this point? No,
1: it's public domain.
0: Oh, sweet. I can make my own Oz books right now.
2: I mean, I think that's how he was able to get away with writing Wicked. Sweet.
0: We're going to make so much money off of making more Oz books. Yep. (sighs)
1: Because we really need them. But, uh, yeah, I I mean, they establish it's like the Deadly Desert. If you touch the sand, turn into sand. All right. Got it, movie. Yep. All right. So
0: now to introduce our first set of really dumb villains. The Wheelers, uh, like like an evil Cirque du Soleil troupe.
2: <laughs> I, oh,
0: all right, God. guys. Uh, think about this. Think about uh, really intimidating tall guys, uh, except they're dressed like clowns, and they have wheels for their feet in their hands, and they I just mean, kind of skateboard towards you all the time. Like
1: a, they look like uh, they look like some sort of nightmare, like uh, Kingdom Hearts version of Cirque du Soleil.
2: I mean, I guess as a kid, I can understand why that would be scary. But as an adult, oh, I can see this
1: being like really, we- like really weirding out as a kid.
2: Yeah, but as an adult, I'm just like, oh boy, they have wheels for feet and hands, so spooky. The,
1: the wheelers are like they're they're wearing like it's like imagine like stilts for both your legs and your hands that end in like a a, a like skateboard wheeler like Yeah, like they make me think of that one. Um, French guy, uh, Jean Yves Blondeau, I believe it's his name. This guy with the wheel suit. Mm. You've seen videos of him? I YouTube? think I may have seen no. one or two he's of his, those. He's a real life superhero. Very cool guy, but he has like a wheel suit that he like rolls around on. And it's like, like, if he was an evil villain, is what he'd look like. But, I
2: mean, I I can appreciate that that obviously is something that takes talent. Like they had a practice yeah. to be able to move as well as they did. Like I was amazed at how well they moved around on these wheels. For their hands and feet. Because that looks exhausting. Yes. (laughs) And plus they're going around laughing maniacally. So that takes a lot of energy. Like watching them made me exhausted. But as far as like a spooky thing. Like they compared to the flying monkeys. They are not that scary.
0: I had to wonder. So. And, and correct me if I'm incorrect about this, but the original Oz books had some form of political allegory to it. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, sure. Like, basically, they were like, oh, you know, the woodsmen being the people that were like loggers. Uh, the lion was supposed to be the military. The uh, scarecrow was the farmers and everything. So there was there in the original books, there was some like social <laughs> commentary, Yeah, some social commentary that wasn't. Like heavily veiled, but it was right. still there. And part of me, when I just saw the Wheelers, was is this just him saying that cars are bad? <laughs> yeah, they'll never I catch have no on.
1: Idea. Like I
0: was just like I was just looking at this, going like this is so weird. But okay, so basically, it's
1: just it's just you know early nineteen hundreds filtered through a haze of opium smoke. I am sure.
0: And then basically Dorothy is running around with this chicken, and everybody's going like
1: she's got a chicken. Yeah, we don't establish why that matters until until the the very end. Yeah, yeah, they they don't like chickens. It's like, oh, no, she's got a chicken. we got to get rid of that chicken. I know.
2: It's just weird. They're like, the chicken, the chicken. And it's like, oh, my God. Is this the only reason why we have a chicken here? This is weird.
0: Yep. Seems like a real dumb thing we got going on. Okay, so cornered by the wheelers, menacing people with wheels instead of hands and feet. (laughs) They escape into a room Dorothy unlocks with the Oz key. They meet a mechanical man. Tick-tock. Who explains that King Scarecrow has been captured by the Gnome King, who is responsible for the Emerald City's destruction.
1: I like TikTok. He's my favorite.
0: TikTok's pretty good. Yeah, I like TikTok. I think of the... Yeah, he's probably the best of the companions. He's a bro. Yeah. Um... The things that I want to say uh, about this particular sentence: uh, TikTok themselves is actually somebody that is a um, like a gymnast who is actually upside down in that outfit, so that God. their hands are actually the feet, and they their like legs are curled up to the domed part of his head, and just like moving like that. Oh God, that's got to
1: be horrible. And just yeah, like how, why? Horrible.
2: It's like it's like they purposely made all of the actors in this movie do weird gymnastic feats. I mean, they have the wheelers. That takes talent. And that takes you know time to learn. Then you had to find someone who could walk on their hands
1: for and hours
2: in a suit.
1: Yeah, in like a fiberglass like shell.
2: Ugh, that sounds exhausting.
0: So TikTok's really weird in the fact that he has. He oh, is, yeah. is super happy the fact that he is not alive. Um, but
2: he has to be wound up for everything. And he's
0: got a thinking, a talking, and a movement or slash action. action. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Things. Gotta so,
2: wind his brain. His You gotta wind his thinking, his talking, and his
0: action. And so you could see that the thing that's going to happen constantly through the movie is that he's going to wind down on one of these three things constantly. Yeah so we have to upkeep this member of our party.
2: Just like with the Tin Man, you have to oil him up every once in a while.
0: That's very true.
1: Um, I, I, I just I did like, just like whenever they're like trying to sneak around somewhere, he's just going... <laughs> like making the most yeah. noise dun, possible. Dun,
2: dun, dun. Yeah, as he's walking.
0: The the other interesting point of this is the fact that we have the Gnome King, which is spelled N-O-M-E. He's the king of Alaska. Yes. <laughs> Like is not gnome. Like your little oh, it's a little dome. He lives in a little. I,
1: I think that that is just like an. Old, I think N O M E is the original spelling, and it's just one of those like it's just old transliteration of like a, of a word. Mm. It's not always the spelling changes slightly. So
0: so after they find their way to escape, they have the three visit Princess Mumbi. Who collects heads and decides to imprison
1: Dorothy to take hers? I like when they first show her and she's just wearing this like insane outfit and is like, brrring, like, yeah, in. like, oh yeah, I, like she seems like good news.
2: <laughs> well, it's crazy because she's this really pretty and ethereal looking young woman, and she decides she needs to change her head, so she picks something a little bit more harsh and crazy looking in order to imprison Dorothy.
0: But and turns out to be the head of the. Is this the point that she turns into the head of the lady that's the nurse, or is that later? I think
2: her original head was actually the nurse. Okay. I
1: think.
0: Yeah, so she's just got this collection of heads, and then they do some explanation of, like, oh, well, they're actually the heads of the statues that are outside. Right. Like, you know, and she just has this collection of heads that she'll change and put down and... Replace it depending on her mood. Oh, and was, uh, each head has a different memory, and
1: that was a yeah, that was a creepy scene. Yeah, it's just like yeah, oh, that okay. that was really creepy. like oh yeah, well go ahead. Uh,
0: let's see. So in a locked room at the top of Mombi's castle, Dorothy, Belina, and TikTok meet Jack Pumpkinhead.
1: Okay, now I actually found him the most unsettling character. Hmm,
0: I i mean he to me he just looks like a puppet jack skellington
1: he did like, he, like i think like, a pumpkin head jack skellington but just like his blank face and he like moved silently and he was always like looming over dorothy his, you know his dialogue is ridiculous it's just like oh, god he looks so weird
0: well and the fact that they wanted to do more with his face but they weren't able to so basically all they did was head changes
1: yeah, so he's just this, like, creepy, like, pumpkin scarecrow thing, which is constantly, like, towering over everyone. And then just and basically he, he being just, like, could you be my mommy? he just moved really, like, the pu- I thought the puppeteering for him was very good. So he just moved, he didn't move, like, herky-jerky like you'd think, like, a scarecrow would move. He moved, like, way too fluidly, so it was, like, creepier.
0: <laughs> he, he's like the slender man of, Scare- yeah, was, of, of
1: pumpkin boys. There was something about that that was just like, ooh, I don't like this guy. <laughs> I also don't like... Yeah, he's got some issues. Mm.
0: Uh, so, let's see. Uh, who explains that he was brought to life by via Mombi's Powder of Life. They assemble a creature with furniture, rope, and the head of a moose-like animal called a gump. The gump is the one that I consider the weirdest.
1: <laughs> really? It's, it was... is
0: literally a chase lounge, some rope, and a giant, weird, like, moose head. Yeah, but... If... With, with, like... Palm fronds for wings. But he's endearing.
2: I yeah. guess. I, I thought he was funny.
0: I was just like, that That and the wheelers, I was just like, okay, movie, where are we going? <laughs> like, I know that you you were using the books for a source material, but maybe find a few. Nope. Could you, the Tin Man back the lion? The cat, nope, we're just going to go with this group. No, huh? we had to
2: completely replace everyone. You so are... you have TikTok who's replacement for the Tin Man, mm-hmm. Jack Pumpkinhead's a replacement for the Scarecrow, and the Gump is a replacement for the Lion.
1: Mm. Josh, you really you're not getting the spirit of this of the time when this was made. Uh, you really need to be on some drugs that like, you know, no longer exist or something. Some sort of really old timey drug. Just
0: pull that mescaline from uh from the Matrix movie something,
1: and yeah, just like yeah. Uh
0: Let's see. So, uh, they, let's see. So Dorothy steals the powder of life from Mombi and, but awakes her many heads in the process. Oh yeah. This
1: scene, like I can see this scene, like freaking some kids like the fuck out.
0: Yeah. And basically when she's getting the powder of life, she encounters the original head, which is like discarded inside of the same like little cupboard. Yeah, so she just doesn't like this old, mean, weird, ugly-looking head so that she has. has. To,
1: like, run down a hallway full of like screaming, disembodied heads, <laughs> Wh- while a bodiless body like tries to run past her to yeah. grab a head. That's that's some like
0: some like child nightmare fuel right there. Uh, a girl in a mirror guides Dorothy back to her friends, where Dorothy uses the powder to bring the Gump to life. Uh, he fires them across the deadly desert to flies. yeah, flies, fires either way. <laughs> He flies them across the Deadly Desert to the Gnome King's Mountain. Mombi sends the wheelers after him, but they are halted by said Deadly Desert.
1: Yeah, like, did they not know this was there? Because like, a couple of them like, stumble right out of the sand and die. And they're like, oh, Deadly Desert. I think it's because
2: they were going too fast so they didn't realize they'd hit the desert yet. I
1: think, think they'd be able to slow down. They're not
2: smart.
1: It is also like
0: a pretty hard stop to that desert. It is just like green, green, green desert.
1: So like, I I just a side note, they they like catch up with them later. There's just an underground tunnel. I think so. Wow. There's there's some public works going on in Oz. I mean, really, it's
0: the, the entire fact of just like, wait, so does it only mean touching the top of the desert?
1: Makes it so that you die. Yeah, the like, tunnel will have to go way down.
2: Well, I think that's how the Gnome King basically took over Oz, is he probably made a rock tunnel underneath the desert to get to the Emerald City.
0: Smart move,
1: smart move. Yep.
2: So she basically just used the tunnel that the Gnome King used to she take over the Emerald City. Just
1: hops on her man chariot. Yeah, that's... Her, her wheel chariot. Yeah. Uh, in
0: his underground domain, the Gnome King tells, uh, tells Dorothy... Hey, guys, on Wikipedia, you got uh, something to edit here, so I'm going to read it as it is. In his underground domain, the Gnome King tells Dorothy, explains that he has turned the (laughs) scarecrow into an ornament. Uh, Also, during this particular scene, uh, the chicken, for no real discernible reason, decides to
1: hide in in the the jack pumpkin head. totally dark void that is inside of his head.
2: It's like there was no discussion of this. They just randomly decided to put her in the head. She's just like, I'm just going to stealth now
0: for some reason. I'm going to
2: hide in the head. With no explanation. And she's also very good about keeping quiet as if she knows that she shouldn't be there, which is a little weird. It's like, how would you know that?
0: I mean, there there definitely was a lot of stuff like screaming about the chicken earlier, but then she makes this be the time that she goes on the DL. Yeah, yeah. that makes no sense. So she's th- a smart chicken. Well, several things at the end of this movie doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, the last I'd say the last quarter of this movie really feels like they're just like rushing, especially the end.
0: well rushing, but then taking a lot of time in certain other aspects, like the like challenge that we're about to hit.
1: It's not very cinematically interesting.
0: Uh okay so in the underground gnome the gnome king tells uh, tells dorothy explains that he has <laughs> turned the scarecrow into an ornament he will allow dorothy and her companions three guesses each to identify which ornament and if they fail they will turn into
1: ornaments themselves I I'm, I'm really hoping that George Lucas was on set and he saw that like the three challenges and just like oh I should do something like that for one of my movies I have to
0: say like so definitely some editing in here. The the yes. three
1: guesses each to identify
0: which ornament. Uh, the Gump, Jack, and Tick-Tock each fail. The Gnome King gives Dorothy the chance to return home since he has her discarded ruby slippers, but Dorothy refuses. While Dorothy makes her guesses in the ornament room, Mombi arrives. The Gnome King, furious at having allowed Dorothy to escape, imprisons her in a cage. On her last guess, Dorothy locates the Scarecrow in the most obvious thing in the room. Yeah. I wonder what the gnome king could have put him in. Oh, hi. There's this enormous piece of emerald here. Yeah, the giant
1: green emerald.
2: Yeah, the thing that he was pissed off about them stealing, he's imprisoned him as because I...
1: It's more fun this way.
2: Irony! I have to be obvious, but I don't think the girl's going to guess it. It's ah.
1: not far <laughs> off from the, from the like character portrayal in the movie.
0: And then they realize that since the Gnome King is an idiot, he has turned everybody from Oz into green ornaments. So anything green in the room is now a person. Yep. After she finds Jack and Gump, the enraged gnome king eats the gump couch yeah, body. Yeah, it's
1: like a King Kong moment. This is a very
0: weird scene. He prepares to eat Jack, but Belina, hiding in Jack's head, lays an egg which we she was not able to do all through the movie. It was a specific problem that she had of un, being unable to lay an egg. And the egg falls in the gnome king's mouth. As eggs are poisonous to gnomes, sure. the gnome king and his subterranean kingdom crumble. Dorothy finds the ruby slippers and wishes for the group to be returned to a restored Emerald City. There, they mourn the loss of Tick until Bellina notices a small metal stuck on one of the Gump's antlers. Dorothy restores him. At a celebration, Dorothy is asked to be Queen of Oz but refuses, saying she must return to Kansas. She learns that the girl who helped her escape is Princess Ozma, the rightful ruler of Oz, who has been enchanted by Mombi. Oz takes her place on the throne and Dorothy hands her the ru- hands over the ruby slippers. Belina opts to stay in Oz. Ozma sends Dorothy home, promising that Dorothy is welcome to return. In
1: Kansas... Oh, go ahead. We, I was just saying, wait, we, we, like, yeah, they have their, like, Star Wars moment at the end. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, right, I, I guess these are characters we've met before and care about.
0: Yeah, there's, like, a little bit of, like, oh, look, there's the Tin Man finally moving. there hey, the Lion. There actually are, like, some other characters of the extended Oz universe that are also, like, during that, appear yeah, in that all you, scene. All you,
1: again, all you Oz heads watching.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's like, oh, hey, it's that guy that is in a book, I guess. Whatever. It's a hundred-year-old book. Yeah. Um. All right, so finally, back in Kansas, Dorothy uh, Dorothy's family finds her on a riverbank. Aunt Em reveals that Warley's hospital was struck by lightning and burned down. Yep, Ever- And he died in a fire. And Warley died trying to save his machines. They see Nurse Wilson locked in a cage in a police buggy. That seemed a bit unnecessary. Yeah. What's her crime?
2: <sighs> yep. Yeah. Because this is the thing that gets to me. Okay, yeah, I know they're trying to make parallels between what happened in Oz and what happened in the world that, like, Dorothy's from, but it's like, the nurse never did anything wrong. In fact, when the girls were running away and she was running after them, she was scared. When they fell into the river and were being pulled away by the river, she was standing in the river and she looked really upset because she was actually worried about them. Yeah, like, why,
1: why is she... Why is the... Yeah, I mean, why
2: did she get arrested? All her Aunt M said was that the fact that the fucking place got burnt down. She didn't say shit about the nurse being arrested for some crime. What crime did she commit? You're while right. Dorothy was gone. You're
1: right. Doctor Cocaine should have been imprisoned, and she should have died in the fire.
2: I mean,
0: but well,
1: either so that's way, sad too.
2: I mean, either way, they tech none of them did anything wrong. Back in the day, they literally thought that electrotherapy was a thing. I mean, pe- electrotherapy is still a thing, by the way. It's just it's done in a more precise way. I don't even know. I don't understand how it works, but people still get electrotherapy. So why?
0: I believe the electrotherapy in this instance is like a means to reset neurons that are firing like off at, at, at like this, off time. In this
1: one, it's I'm going to uh, I've taken a hit of ether. I've decided to shoot lightning into your head.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, very much the the end of this where it's just like, Huh, how do we tie up the loose end of the fact that there's this crazy house full of electricity?
1: I say it burned
0: down, uh, the guy died, and... Uh, just the nurse is
2: arrested, but we don't explain for what.
1: Send her yeah, Spiel, to jail. Spielberg's telling us we gotta wrap this up, guys. We,
2: we, gotta, we, gotta make a, we gotta compare her to her version of herself in Oz where she's Queen Mumby or whatever. And since she was in a cage... We gotta show her in a cage, so we're not—we're not gonna explain why she's in a cage. I mean, <laughs> we're already, why? We're already
1: 28 million deep. We gotta—we gotta. We gotta children get this, are dumb. They don't—they don't care. Yeah,
0: George Lucas just sitting there, just going like, "Oh, and then we could see her as a little kid." Yeah, that's—that's that's what we'll do. That's, that seems like a great idea. Hmm. I'm getting George, an idea.
1: You guys have any of that cocaine left?
0: <laughs> hey. Uh, in the farmhouse now complete. Dorothy sees Belina and Ozma through her bedroom mirror. She goes out to side to play with Toto. Rosanna. Yes, because Toto was only at the beginning and the end of this movie. Yeah, because now she had a chicken. Because yeah.
2: she really needed that chicken, so she had a way to kill the Gnome King.
0: Yeah,
1: let's return to Oz, guys. We and returned. I We're was, back. I was sad that the soundtrack was not also by Toto. <laughs>
0: But yeah. I did I did certainly have a point where when Toto showed up, I said, oh, I caught the race down in Africa. I was like I was going to
1: I was going to make a reference, but like, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sorry to you sorry you headed to, me to off.
1: nuke you there. I was trying to go for a, I was trying to go for a second one. But... Oh,
2: can we talk about <laughs> the weird set design of that house? Because remember in the beginning how only half of it was built, but instead of it just being like the frame of the house, they completed a whole side of the house but only had the frame up for the other side that was somehow locked off from the rest of the outside world. Who builds a house like that? Nobody builds a house like that.
1: People in Kansas. Yeah. Kansas in the 1900s.
2: You build I doubt it. No, they didn't. You build the frame of the house. Then you do all of the walls. This
0: is Carpentry Talk with Sabrina.
2: Then you put in the finishing shit like windows.
1: Get out of here, Tim Allen. You're not allowed. I don't think so, Tim.
2: The way they built this house was dumb. Made no friggin' sense. You're right.
1: That, among other things in this movie, stood out really to me as uh, a big problem.
2: It really did, actually.
0: (laughs) You know what grinds my gears? Oh, my
2: God. That made no sense. Who builds half of the house completely and then leaves the other house barely
1: touched? The same people that send their children to be electrocuted. Obviously, yeah, that seems to that seems to be a one in one
0: parallel right now, yep.
2: why yes. are people so dumb in stories? It's like who no one works that way.
0: nobody
1: I, I kind of like the the set design or like I like or just like the look of the farm kind of made me think of babe like
0: the like the
1: the uh, well, I mean it, but it's like
0: Kansas farm, which yeah. like there's that one part where they're in a buggy at the beginning, and I'm just like. I'm almost like sitting here like looking at the that the rolling hills of Kansas, which is just like, wait a second. Yeah. Um, but also just kind of going like, Wow, that's a lot of open space. Oh yeah. It's a farm. America used to be like that, huh? Yep.
2: Well, especially in the Midwest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they're like so anyway, return to Oz. Uh this movie was weird.
0: Just a tiny bit. Uh it was just a smidgen. Definitely a little bit of screw of Nightmare fuel. Uh, I think one part that got glass, glossed over, which was like the when the gnome king and all of his subjects die, is horrifying. Oh my
2: god, yeah, that's a terrifying like, scene.
0: He turns into like a stone skeleton before our
1: eyes. The, like, this is, I think, basically thing I read about this was like this movie was released and then it did pour like, they didn't release it very much. And then the, the kids who did go to see it, like, everyone's basically like, this movie is like really dark for a kid's movie. Even Wizard of Oz is, like, kind of has some elements that, like, this movie has no musical numbers to, like, because it's not really a sequel to Wizard of Oz. So I think kids, I think the few kids that did see it were like, oh, it's, you know, the parents are like, it's a sequel to Wizard of Oz. Must just be, like, the 1939 movie. And there's no music. It's just, like, weird and, and dark.
0: So, interesting uh, trivia points.
1: Are we ready for this? Yeah, we were we were told that we should hit we should do an IMDb trivia dive and there are some interesting bits here.
0: Okay, Furusa Balk actually performed most of the film barefoot. Uh she found the black shoes uncomfortable and the ruby slippers were super fragile and easily damaged, thus the actress only wore shoes when they were visible. Hmm. Uh, a gymnast, Michael Sulden, stood upside down with legs bent and backwards inside of TikTok's body to move the legs. So bent and backwards. Yep,
1: he was having a good time. <sighs>
0: Uh, let's see. Fruzabox ruby slippers were specially handmade with imitation rubies and rotoscoped in post-production to give them a magical look. The rubies were actually glass beads imported from Austria and individually attached to the shoes with a special spray adhesive. Why? This latter later proved problematic as the hot stage lights melted the adhesive. Mm. And the young actress's fidgety movements would often knock the beads off, tired of chasing after detached beads. The wardrobe staff finally ordered the shoes to be worn only when visible on camera. Balt confirmed this to a fan, and she got to keep one pair of ruby slippers from the film.
2: Well, that's nice uh
0: and as we mentioned. Uh, Disney paid a good penny to MGM to actually do the slippers. In order to include them, uh, they paid royalties in the studio which produced the Wizard of Oz, MGM. The ruby slippers did not appear in the original novel as they were invented for the 1939 to take care of the uh, technicolor process and make them pop, as Sabrina said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting enough, the wonderful Wizard of Oz Dorothy wore a magical pair of silver slippers. Uh, in the subsequent novel Ozma of Oz, one of the books in which this is based, Dorothy and her friends meet the Gnome King who possesses a magical belt with properties similar to those of the silver shoes. Hmm. Early drafts of the script for Return to Oz reflect this with the Gnome King possessing a magical ruby belt that has been cr- created from the Ruby slippers. You know, at, now I realize that here is this uh, here's this Gnome King going like, oh oh, by the way, by the way, yeah, check out my lady's <laughs> shoes. <laughs>
1: Check out my really nice, big, sparkly lady shoes. What do you think of these, mm, Dorothy? Hey, just because he cares about his appearance, he wants to look good for his <laughs> prisoners.
0: Mm-mm, check it out. Look, I'm well, styling, Dorothy. My
2: question is, where were they when he wasn't looking so human? Because remember, he slowly became more humanoid, though more people were turned into items during his little test. Yeah. And then as she, like, found them and brought them back, he started reverting back to being a rock, so... Yeah.
0: A stone Santa, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like,
2: so what? He was just keeping them inside of his rock body the whole time before yeah, them. is
0: that where
1: you keep your pumps?
2: <laughs> yeah, inside my body.
0: So, you'll enjoy this one. The film received a mention in the Guinness Book of World Records as the sequel that was made the longest period <laughs> yeah. after the original, of hmm. 46 years after The Wizard of Oz. This was beaten in 2006 by Bambi 2.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Released 64 years after the original. <laughs> wow. So again, somebody in a Disney pitch meeting going like, "What story have we f- haven't we finished? Bambi. What happens no. when that deer gets older?" Won't kill all of
1: them.
2: Bambi was finished. It didn't need a sequel.
0: All right, here, here we go. Director Walker, Walter Murch invited friend George Lucas to visit the set one day. Oh,
1: can you help me? i went oh. over my head.
0: Uh, during that visit, Lucas wandered to different sound stages when he came across producer Rick McCollum working on a small film. The two became oh. friends and later collaborated on the Star Wars prequels.
1: What? What, what, is, it? what is it with George Lucas and Rick's?
0: oh hello i just decided to, to find this guy you're a rick i know that's star trek but anyway uh let's see we said this based off of the oz books as we mentioned uh star Wars prequel. the first film in the disney pictures logo with the rainbow going over a blue castle huh um
2: wait what was that about christopher lloyd
0: christopher lloyd uh, Christopher Lloyd and Tim Curry were considered to be gnome king. Hot.
2: Oh, that's funny because for Feruza, Feruza?
1: Feruza Balk.
2: Feruza Balk. She later went to play the worst witch and Tim Curry played the wizard.
1: Nice. Ooh. The
2: 1985 version of the worst witch.
1: Oh, yeah, where he has this song?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So she ended up doing a movie with him anyways, so yeah. that's amazing. Yeah,
1: girl. So uh, the
0: other one, Louise Fletcher, T- Terry Garr, and Mary Steinbergen were considered to play Princess Mambi. Uh Disney regular for the 70s, Dawn Knotts, was, nice. was considered to be the voice of Belina. What? <laughs> And former Disney regular in the 60s, Dick Van Dyke, was considered to be the voice of either Jack Pumpkinhead or the Scarecrow. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Only if he's using the Mary Poppins voice. (sighs) Hello there, governor.
2: Hello.
0: This is how how Cockney
1: sounds.
0: (sighs) I've never heard a Cockney man in my life. I, I talk like I have a model in my mouth, I do. And finally, I'll just leave with Frussebalk did all our own stunts. Yep, that was,
1: this was the era for that kind of thing. Yep,
0: returned Wait, what's
1: Wait. Stunt, uh, yeah, th- on. Wait, what stunts? Stunts. Yeah, there jump. was the there was specifically the
0: stunt where like uh she where they're falling out of the sky and she lands on the couch. Uh, when they finally go across the the deadly desert and land and land they must, at the gnome king's they place, they must, sh-
1: they must have just shoved her off the crane onto the onto the mattress below. I,
0: it's on here, but I think she did she did it in roughly like twelve twelve drops. But
1: yeah,
2: because falling is so hard.
0: <laughs> not, she not she good. made it
1: look good. Yeah, you don't want to land on your head. I'm All right. sure
2: she had strings but, attached, but okay. But
1: yeah, this I would say overall this movie is weird because it's yeah it's a very like Ill, ill-conceived sequel. Of, like, well, we got to make this movie because otherwise we're going to lose the rights for it. So it's made out of obligation. And we'll get this total new guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Like, oh, uh, action, I and, guess.
0: And then we're not going to have a lot of confidence that he's going to be able to do it. So we're going to fire him. And then it's gonna, going to take two well-known directors to bring him back. And then, and then towards the end of it, the uh, entire like upper management of Disney is going to shift, and then they're going to take a look at this movie and go. I mean, guys, what if we just do a limited run on this one? Let's uh, let's just, uh, yeah.
2: I mean, I will say, like, there were parts of the movie that I really appreciated. Like, I liked a lot of the the set designs. Like, my favorite was that room in the castle with all the mirrors, I thought that was really beautiful. I mean, it's, it's an easy thing, but if you looked at it, it had a lot of details that kind of reminded me a bit of
1: um. It was kind Versailles. of Victorian or, yeah. It reminded
2: me of Versailles. It
1: looked like something that, like, I'm wondering if that was a set from something else that they reused.
2: Maybe. It was a beautiful set, though. I thought it was really pretty. Um the, the costume design was really good, like that the outfit that uh, Mumby was wearing, even though crazy, reminded me of a porcupine. I thought was really pretty. I,
1: I thought the puppeteering was like good in this movie. The like,
2: puppeteer, the puppets looked amazing. Yeah,
1: this was they were really like. I mean, like Labyrinth was what next year? Yeah, the year after this. That
2: chicken, like when they were doing the chicken puppet. Like I was amazed at how detailed it was. Like her, like it looked like they used real feathers on her because they look so good.
1: Like I was saying, some of the shots of Jack Pumpkinhead, like he's walking, like really fluidly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he is kind of like, bah, 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 but and, like,
0: and even TikTok, like the way that they move his uh, his mustache is actually pretty cool. Yeah, and one, yeah. I mean, did the, did one guy have to do
1: all of that? Or they have another set of puppeteers, maybe?
0: Maybe they had, like, a remote control doing, well, like, the yeah. eyes and the they face. Had to. yeah, they had to. They had
2: to. The yeah, guy because in uh, the he couldn't walking.
0: do it in his butt. Like, well, the,
2: obviously. <laughs> he was busy making him walk.
0: That so talk. they probably
2: had someone with a remote control doing, like, the facial things and the turning of the head. Because I... There's no way you could do that no, if yeah. you're walking with your hands you know, down. There's
0: one scene where that guy is
1: walking upstairs in that outfit. He's, yeah, cause, yeah, because these people do work. Like, I, yeah, I, this is another incredibly small thing that I just saw, which was funny. Which like, whenever TikTok like rotated his waist, like you spin on that. Like the the waist is his body is like a sphere made of two halves, mm-hmm. and the two lips are bolted together, and it's rotating along the bolts. Like, those, those just decorative bolts? How does that work? I don't know. I,
2: they probably didn't think about I, it that I, hard when they made him. I know, it's just
1: when I noticed that, like, hey, he's got decorative bolts.
2: Yeah, so that was, that was probably something they didn't really think about when they designed him. They could have, like, actually put the bolts up Done. more or well, something. Well,
0: granted, the design of a lot of these characters is actually pretty
1: on point to yeah. the actual books themselves. Yeah, like, okay. The TikTok looks like, I saw the picture, it's like, he looks exactly like he does in the illustrations.
2: Well, yeah, I would think so, because like I said, when they showed their Tin Man, their Lion, and their Scarecrow, they looked pretty much exactly like they the original very illustrations. very cartoony. Yeah, because yeah, the, the original illustrations are very cartoony. And, I like, I thought Firuza Balk was a pretty good pick for Dorothy. I
0: I actually really liked her as Dorothy because, like, the age did feel appropriate.
2: Yeah, and it's weird, but she kind of did remind me of Judy Garland a bit, even though she's obviously way younger, just the way her, her face shape and everything. So I thought she was a good pick without straying too far from the original, but also being more faithful to the books with her age because... How old was Judy when she did Dorothy? She had to she be was at like least 16. 17. I right? yeah,
1: said 17. 17. Okay. was 11. She did this. Yeah,
2: because I think Dorothy is supposed to be like 12 or yeah. 13, something uh, like that. Basically,
0: back in the day when they made the original, they didn't have any trust for children actors. So right. they were just like, let's get this 17 year old that we can actually direct.
2: Really? It's weird because they had Shirley Temple.
0: No, I, I think that this was just their way, which really, when you think about it, makes like the entire movie of The Actually, Wizard of Oz, just everybody pandering to the 17-year-old that they chill, treat as a child. I
2: mm-hmm. think they were considering Shirley Temple when they first were thinking about doing The Wizard of Oz. That would be weird. Maybe. I don't remember. I've seen a couple documentaries about the making of that movie, so I, I don't. but it was a really long time ago, so I don't so, remember.
1: So, he's, so A Wizard of Oz, you sink into Dark Side of the Moon, what pink floyd album do you think this too i don't the wall yes maybe like you know wish you were here or something
2: i don't know pink floyd at all so i couldn't
1: say were you there for a wall episode i forget yeah okay that's right
0: yeah that was that was an acid trip thank you very much um, uh, I can end with this one. Emma Radley, who plays Ozma, also auditioned to pay, play Dorothy. Her, uh, other actresses who auditioned for the role include, I'll do this in reverse order, uh, Juliette Lewis, Elizabeth Berkley, Tony Ann Gasani, Drew Barrymore, huh. and one Alanis Morissette.
2: What? already won me over. I didn't even oh, know Laris Morris set acted before.
1: Yeah, she did acting.
2: I mean, I know she showed up in um
1: God herself got denied <laughs> the part.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I know she played God in that Kevin Smith movie. That would
0: be dogma. But yep. But
2: other than that, like I didn't know she acted.
0: Uh let's see. Looking back at the things that she was doing, uh her real acting career doesn't seem to take off until 91
2: like after she started doing music
0: yeah maybe i mean she was considered
2: i mean she i mean it was funny that she It was god because she's the one who okay
0: sang. let me see click this actress um she was doing oh well she was Alanis on you can't do that on television that's herself well,
2: playing yourself doesn't really count
0: yeah but it was Alanis more that on that I enjoyed that show. You can't do that on television. They,
2: they I've never heard of it. We got to do. We
0: can't do that on television. All right. The original weird Canadian show where all the kids die constantly. What? No, oh, it's good. It's it's real bad. All right. Yep. I'm it's it's have Well, look forward anything. to that episode. It's a real shouldn't crazy said anything. It's a real crazy post-apocalyptic uh uh children's show. What?
2: <laughs> nope, we're the good. What you
1: talking
0: about?
2: <laughs> Don't ask. Don't get him started, please. All
0: right, all right. I mean, at least it's not no. a Sonic thing, so feel no. good. No, Okay. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, last call. Uh, what are our feelings on uh, Return to Oz? Uh, that, should you watch this?
2: I think you should watch it. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. I, I think if you're interested in the, like we we're saying, the like Labyrinth, Dark Crystal, Neverending Story, Willow, uh, Extended Cinematic Universe, uh, if you like that that kind of weird, ultra, like ultra practical '80s fantasy movie, yeah, give this a watch.
0: You know, the more that we kind of talk and we watch these and we incorporate it all together, it almost does make me want to make a D and D session that is all like the '80s
1: bound fantasy. Oh, well, yeah, There's a whole setting of its own. Like, yeah, you can play You can play a human. You can play a puppet. <laughs> you can play a wheelman. You can play a David Bowie. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. I have to say,
1: the Muppet class is a little OP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, when, when are we going to do Labyrinth?
0: Uh, I don't know. It just has to be brought up. Mm. Somebody's got to... gotta. I'll, gotta
1: I'll, I'll bring it up.
0: Oh, boy. Labyrinth was one of those where I watched it too late and was just like, I don't get what everybody, th- like, makes a big deal out of this, but I'm also the person that goes, uh, Dark Crystal isn't that good. Yeah, we and need Everybody to, hates me. We need to set you straight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. They keep talking about bringing back Dark
1: Crystal, by the way. I heard something about that. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, we'll see.
0: Yep. Uh all right uh I think so sounds like a maybe on the if you enjoy that kind of 80s ass fantasy
1: uh, yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't go out of my way to watch this movie but if you if you yeah, if you want an 80s ass fantasy movie that maybe you like and you're like oh I haven't seen that yeah sure watch and, it and you yeah, already just...
0: know some of the tropes to it yeah. it's
1: just it's just like very weird and like it, it is it is I think especially it's, it's this is not a movie you would go to see if you were a fan of the original Wizard of Oz like, wait, what? Yeah, don't Ooh.
2: don't go to see it thinking it is an actual sequel to the original Wizard of Oz. Don't, it's not.
1: Don't take your grandmother who loved Wizard of Oz as a as a little girl.
0: I mean, maybe if they enjoyed the books, but you know, for the rest, most part, it's like, why don't we see the lion? Why why is the Tin Man's there? Why don't why? Why is what's there up no with... no music? Yeah,
2: yeah, but if, if yeah, if you're a fan of the Wizard of Oz in any capacity and that whole lore then you should definitely see it. But yeah, don't go into seeing it thinking it is an actual sequel to the wizard of Oz with Judy Garland. It is not. Yep. It is a sequel in name only. And because it's supposed to be based on the sequels of the book wizard
1: of Oz. All yeah. right. Thus
0: we have spoken. The The Oz, the great Oz has spoken. There you go. Thank you very much, Nicole bringing us uh this option this week.
1: Hey, also, this thank was not this was not bad. I didn't I did not I did not dislike my time spent watching this movie. It was just like,
0: oh, well, this is a weird movie. Oh, it was definitely a weird movie. So thanks Nicole. And let me go ahead and thank the other people over at patreon.com/satfriendsclub. Yeah, we're coming at you next. Yeah, uh, we got a few of you, we got two more of you that we're going to we're going to pound like little nerds to the ground. Yeah. Um so uh thank we, you very much.
1: We, we've already taken their lunch money. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. They do give us five dollars each week, like little, like little nerds. Yeah, thanks, S- thanks, guys. <laughs> Actually, actual thanks. Uh, so, thanks to Chuck, Dan, Francis, item crafting, Nicole, who we've mentioned, Phoenicia, Phoenician, and Radea mm-hmm. uh, for being awesome Patreon subscribers. As said, Patreon.com/slash club. You get the pre-shows that we talk about, uh, which we, we had a really good one today. We get into the issues. Yeah, we got. We did like fifteen. 20 minutes on our pre-show just talking about modern stuff and just getting ready for the show so that's a good one uh you can get the pre-shows uh which we actually are putting up now um you can go ahead and get the episodes early and you get access to the discord room so if you at all want to uh do that all it takes is to uh just a dollar a month is all you really have to do over at the Patreon side. Uh, If you feel like just helping us out and uh, and allowing us to keep going on this, allow me to, you know, get this radio station that we record this in and just generally help us out, keep everything running. We appreciate it. And we're going to be looking at doing some more additional stuff in the future. Um, More additional. More additional. Yep. That's the way I roll it. Um, you can find us over at sapfriendsclub.com. That's the website that includes the RSS feed. Poach your, poke your friends. Tell them to go look at it. Also, I haven't said this in a while. Um, if you are a listener, please go over to like iTunes and give us like a five star oh, review. Yeah. Like d- do that stuff. That actually really helps, uh, gets us up there gives us a little more publicity. And so even if you can't do, uh, be one of the cool Patreon people, or even if you are the Patreon people. Uh, please go over to there and give us a rating on whatever service you, uh, you do this on, uh, so that we can go a little bit higher up there on the ratings. And finally on Twitter, the, the web platform, everybody loves the most, yep. uh, Sat friends club
1: at us. It. Um, yeah. Yeah. S- send us things.
0: Yep. You can see when the episodes get posted there. So, all right, next episode, next episode, get ready. It's Phoenicians.
1: <laughs> doot, 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 doot. Charge. It's baseball. And not basketball for fucking thank (laughs) God.
0: Yes, we're our second movie covering baseball. A third if you can include Hook. Uh, Hook had baseball. We'll talk about we'll talk about the But we're talking Phoenicians selection. Next week, Rookie of the Year. Eey. Do you like the Cubs? No. Do you like kids with magical powers? Absolutely not. Do you was like? Wasn't
2: really a magical power.
0: I mean, it's sort of a magical power. He, it was he...
2: more of a a, a mutant like power. Medical fluke.
0: I mean that that could be like a mutant power. Yeah. But we'll talk about mutant powers next week when we go ahead and throw the baseball down the plate. <sighs> And the next Saturday Friends Club episode. That takes care of us this week. We will catch you next week for more Saturday Friends fun. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Good Bye. night. Good night, you ingrates. I kick this up and then I hit this button now.